All right, hello and good evening, everyone. It's Kevin Finkel here. Welcome to episode number 27 of Magic the Final Frontier. As always, with this podcast, we'll be discussing the Frontier format to keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Frontier. And I am Matt Murde, Spike, and Frontier lover out of Toronto, Ontario. And I am Ryan Schwenk, the Japan hobbyist, playing Frontier out of Tokyo, Japan. All right, we're glad to have you on the show, Ryan. We had you once before, but we're happy to announce that you are kind of joining our rotating cast. We've uh, we've been leading it up to it in the last couple episodes, but we're glad to have you here. We're looking forward to what you've been really been seeing play in Japan, any opinions you can bring in. Plus, we've played with you. We know you're a great player, and uh, we'll really bring some interesting things to the table here. Yeah, as long and as my schedule... Really... Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I said as long as my schedule allows it, you know, I'd like to be on as much as possible. Yeah, we got you uh, waking up early in the morning yeah. here while it's uh, <laughs> almost night here for me and uh, Matt. This is a really big episode for us because it's the first time in months, like just like six months, that I've been able to get through my intro blurb mm. uh, and say <laughs> Toronto correctly. So, yeah, and, and that's true. And today I am from Tokyo, not Toronto. <laughs> yes, I think that was me last week. <laughs> and we're, we're not messing up your name this week. We know um, people have been jokingly saying Schwenky okay. and it keeps ending up written on things. So yeah. <laughs> I made sure to write it the correct way this time. We'll, we'll wait for a couple episodes before we start playing around with that, okay. like we did with uh, Kevin. All right, so let's move into our topic for today. The thing that we really wanted to be discussing is we're looking at Frontier and we're thinking about how what, what makes it special. And one thing that came to mind to us is cards that cards and deck types that are really only seen play in Frontier. So there are a lot of things that are played in Frontier, which are, you know, it's a modern list. It's, oh, it's burn. You just play burn spells. Or this was a standard list, and then in Frontier it's a standard list plus some cards. But beyond those, there's really some decks that, only were able to be born from the card pool that exists in Frontier. So we're trying to celebrate and look into some of those decks today. Okay. <clears throat> so, guys, why don't you someone lead us off with a deck that they wanted to prepare that they think is something that's really only played in Frontier? Um, how about Assault Formation? Ooh, Assault Formation. All right, so for anyone who doesn't know, one and one green Assault Formation, it makes it so that creatures that you control deal damage with their toughness instead of their power. Uh, it also has the ability, I believe, for... Th oh, I think it has two abilities, right? Maybe I should pull this up. I know one of them lets you attack with creatures that have Defender, and the other one lets you pump your entire team by plus zero, plus one, which with that in play is basically plus one, plus one. Mm. So the most exciting card for me in this list is Tetsuko Umazawa. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so this is something that you're starting to look at as a, a little bit more powerful now. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw this um, last week, I think, or two weeks ago oh, wow. at um, Hallelujah, and someone was doing really well with it because of Tetsuko Umezawa. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. yeah, if you guys missed the episode, Tetsuo is a 1-3 that makes any creature with power or toughness 1 or less that you control unblockable. So like, Whoa, the... whoa. I need to slow down for one sec, guys. Is it pronounced <laughs> Hallelujah? Hallelujah. Yeah, that's a play on Hallelujah. Ha ha oh my God, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's Hare means like uh, sun, and then Ya is like store, so it's like sun store, which is why their character is like a sun. But it sounds like Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. I've been pronouncing it Hararuya, yeah. which uh, <laughs> which is now that I how they may well, you're not <laughs> now Japanese, that I hear so. it. Now that I hear it and I'm saying it, I, I hear how racist that sounds to say it that way. 
Oh, I think that they they consciously know that. <laughs> That's kind of the the play on words that they're making. That they probably do pronounce it Hararuya at least a little bit. If you have a strong accent out there. So yeah, the deck plays. All right, so assault formation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, let's talk about this. Um, so this doesn't see play in modern. That's just not a modern deck. Mm. I I tried it in, in standard, but you know I it, tried everything it, in standard. It was, it was so. missing something. You know, and finally, it was definitely Frontier, missing something it in has, standard. You know, the ability to to go off now. So this deck, I don't know if you saw it, plays like Dragon's Eye Savants and Monastery Flock. And... Is that the 1-3 uh, the or is that the 0-6? Zero 0-6. Six? Zero six. Okay, yeah, so the 0-6 um, Defender, I believe, so then I can turn it basically into a 6-6. Six, six. Yeah. It was quite powerful. And it, it plays like Sidious Faithful and just all these crazy mm. cards. You'd never see these played. <laughs> and there's actually a lot of really cool blue cards that are strong in this anyways i think there's the one five eldrazi there's the eldrazi that'll pump the rest of that oh yeah it's a, I think a one five eldrazi that gives plus zero plus one to the rest of your colorless creatures mm-hmm. that's strong in the deck if they're playing it i'm excited to build this do they go with the i believe there was a dinosaur that provides the same effect but yeah, it's like is not really in the right color is that worth the redundancy it's wait like, we, we seven have seven or eight it's mana. Like seven mana. I think this is like all three mana. This is actually a collected company deck as well. Oh wow! Okay, that makes sense with Tetsuo. Yeah. Oh, the uh, belligerent Brontodon is seven mana in green and white, and each creature assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than power. I I was actually just gonna say, in order to convince me you, this was a deck, we'd need a second source for the uh, the the deck the the effect. Right? Shoot, why can't mm-hmm. I remember what it's called? We were just talking about it. Assault Doran formation. Assault, yes. Yeah, like Doran would be a great example because he can be hit by. Oh, that Coco, would actually right? be great with uh, Coco. Yeah, that would have been that would have been hilarious. So yeah, on, I feel like we go ahead. Let's just say on Hollywood's website they have one list, but there's another list that showed up last weekend. I think there was uh, another small tournament during the holiday, and they were playing all uh, pro s cards. So it was like a tamer, hmm. tamer deck with a lot of one twos. You know, like your. Uh, uh, Soul Scar Mage and the Swift Spear and whatnot, they'd attack and then they'd pump them up. It was kind of a mix After between, they're unblocked. Yeah, it's kind of like a hmm. mix of that. I don't hate that either. Uh, yeah, I do kind of wish that there was a little bit more redundancy. Either that or I don't like much the. I would rather not play the 06, I'd rather play something that mm. can still be powerful when you're not just crushing people with a. Uh, huge creature so basically when you don't have the assault formation in, in play i'd like the deck to have a backup plan i haven't seen the list yet so i don't know if that has it but yeah and this deck that's that's how i'd want to build it this deck went four and one it was a small tournament but you know four and one for second place isn't bad so i would say it's playable it's competitive it's not tier one or tier two but you know you could have fun with it hey you got me excited i'm gonna have to build this later I'm going to let you have this one. You're new. Okay. Anything else in that deck that's uh, really special? Or, no. Matt, do you want to pick up another deck that you think is really only in Frontier? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> uh, the first one that springs to mind is Jund Turbo Emrakul. Hmm. That was definitely uh, on my list. Yeah, like it It kind of sprung out of the, uh, I guess, the kind of basic idea of the green-black Turbo Emrakul that we saw in Standard. Um, but in kind of picking up that third color and evolving into frontier it really is like a totally different beast um, mm-hmm. the mana's a little better it gets to add some of the i mean kolagon's command it's probably the one that comes to mind I along think, with um i think the biggest got, thing is that it's just it's a control deck 
um, or, yeah. or, or like at the very least, a very very top end mid range deck, where um, the original Turbo Emrakul ran like Grim Flayers and was almost like an aggro deck that just had mm-hmm. like a an oopsie combo almost, right? <laughs> or it felt like an oopsie combo, even if it wasn't really a combo, right? Whereas this is more of a mid range or control deck that has that oopsie combo, which makes more sense to have that kind of effect in it. You know, you're going through a long game, you're going to eventually hit the pieces that turn on your combo. Yeah, and I think you get to play a lot of things, uh, even in this archetype in general, that don't see a lot of play outside of Frontier. Um, Hmm. So things like Goblin Dark Dwellers. Um, Hell, Emrakul the Promise End herself, right? She doesn't really see play in Modern or... I mean, she saw play in Standard, but... uh, Yeah. uh, Goblin Dark Dwellers didn't, though. She wasn't being cast fair that much in Standard, I don't feel. Well, I, I guess maybe, but... All right, so I'll, she was, yeah. I'll stick with my Goblin Dark Dwellers call then. They're, they're, they're yeah. a card that never really took off in Standard. Mm-hmm. Um, don't really see modern play, um, but they're really they're, they're the core of that deck, you know, with... Uh, Traverse the Elven. Yeah, Traverse the Elvenwald and just having that redundancy there. Yeah, that's a great example. I think that's something that's powerful, it's fun. If people like to play Emrakul decks... And they don't exist anywhere else, so go play some Frontier. All right, I'm going to pick up with one that I think is a great example of something that's really only seeing play in Frontier. There was a little bit of a standard deck, but in Soul Artifact, never took off like it did in Frontier. I think actually from the start of the format is one of the strongest decks. It got a little bit weaker after Fatal Push was printed, and uh, you got a much better way to kill something like an Ensouled Smuggler's Copter. But the deck's still very powerful and very explosive, and it's playing some cards that you don't really see anywhere else. So Ghostfire Blade is one of those. That's the one-mana um, equipment that can equip a colorless creature for one and grants plus two, plus two. Uh, or you can equip something non-colorless for three mana. It runs in Soul, like we were saying, and that's not really seen anywhere. So in Soul just gets to play a lot of these cards, and it's really cool. I mean, I think even... I mean, Shrapnel Blast sees some play outside, but I don't even think about doing that in modern i don't know about you matt yeah i wouldn't play it in modern for the same reasons i wouldn't play it in soul and frontier um <laughs> and that's just it's, it's very fragile right it's built in card disadvantage uh and rather a lot of it um with Colygon's command being one of the best cards in the format you're you're asking to get three for one you know uh <laughs> i think it's it the deck is very all in on the power of a dark steel citadel uh turn one and soul turn two um, and yeah, an indestructible five five on turn two is very scary. But. I don't think it's all in on that. I think that things like a Bomat Courier turn to equip it swinging for three is very strong. I guess that's fair. It's not not terrible. I also like some of the innovations we've seen out of Japan, such as bringing Hazret into the list. I saw a version with a Teamer Bat- Battle Rage, which was very powerful. There's a few different things you can do with the deck to make it uh, grab some extra power there. Yeah, my only concern was always that it was a, just a very fragile list, um, mm-hmm. where I think we have more robust aggro lists running around. It's also probably a meta call. It depends on how much people are packing the hate that can hit it, because not everything can hit everything from the insult deck. So if people are all on lightning strike rather than a braid, they're going to be in some trouble if they're on... Um, now, Fatal Push instead of Absent Charm, for example. Something like that. There, there's some situations where the deck can just be very well-structured and uh, really take over a game. 
So yeah, that's in Seoul. Do you have anything to add about that, Ryan? Um, sorry, my audio cut out for a little bit there. What did you guys talk about real quick? We were just talking about in Seoul as a deck. We we mentioned some of the cards in there, such as Ghost Fireblade, in Soul Artifact, Shrapnel Blast, things that are really just in that deck. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Matt, Matt and I were arguing a bit about how good in Seoul is right now. Yeah, and also Ghostfire was in that black Eldrazi list, I think, or in a lot of the other Eldrazi oh, yeah. lists. So that's another card. It's only in in Frontier, but it shows up in a variety of decks. That's true. I thought that the aggressive versions that used that were sometimes not the better ones. I liked the more mid-range control ones, but yeah, that what those were showing up in that deck. Okay. So, and one thing real quick. Uh, oh, I did see a mm-hmm. couple uh, Eldrazi decks at Hallelujah, so I think someone says that, or someone said that um, uh, people are looking at the untapped list and playing them at Frontier. Hey. <laughs> I, I definitely think there's some, some, uh, some spillover there. Yeah, we've definitely oh, been seeing more of those lists start looking like some of our own. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially the last showdown, I think it was we saw a lot of blue black controls that were or control lists that were just lifted right out of uh, the Untap Open League. So that's cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Uh, so I think it's back to you, Ryan. If you want to drop another deck list that you think is uh, Frontier. Well, Renegade Rallyer is another card that really only sees play in Frontier. Um, oh, that's a great point. So kind of any of those revolt cards. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's in Rally. Um, that's in, like, the new green-white decks that have been showing up that are just, like, green-white value or green-white toolbox. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Bant Human Coco decks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was even in that Umezawa Assault Formation deck. Oh, that's interesting. So He's not I don't, pumped up by that, but it just it's a good card. Yeah. I mean, it gets back your, like, everything in the deck, basically, because they're all two or two mana or... Sure, even bring back Assault of Formation itself. Yeah. So with... Yeah, Renegade Rallyer is one of my favorite cards in the format, I gotta say. Yeah, I was gonna say, with Renegade, you kind of have to have Rally the Ancestors as well, I think. Another card that really only shows up in Frontier. Oh, I, I honestly don't even like it in Rally. I think it's a waste of a slot in Rally. You're already bringing everything back anyway. Your slots are pretty tight in Rally. We also... We're waiting for a time when Rally is good again, but I also want to mention that Rally definitely was a standard deck when it existed. It was quite a scary standard deck, but we'll see its time again. One list I want to talk about uh, that mm-hmm. hasn't really seen play, um, at least nothing like the version we see, is Red-White Control. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's, it's underplayed in the Untap Open League, but in general just kind of sweet. Um, so you get to run stuff like Chandra Flamecaller, which doesn't really have a home. Um, Linvala, the Preserver, is sweet. Even kind of, I know Nahiri sees a little bit of modern play, mm-hmm. um, but it's a very natural home for her. And if you are looking for a place to play Nahiri, it's a really great home for her, um, for kind of an underplayed card in general across most formats. Yeah, there was that little time there where Nahiri was just in every modern control deck, and then it kind of disappeared. I'm not sure exactly why. <laughs> Probably not great for it right now with things like Bloodbrave Elf back, but uh, yeah, that was an interesting time. Uh, and I agree with that. I, Red-White is one of my favorite archetypes, and the Red-White control decks are very sweet, so I'm, I'm glad to have somewhere where that's a viable deck option. You yeah, haven't seen it around too uh, too often recently, but I think it'll be back. Yeah, it's, it's really, really strong versus decks not called Blue-Black Control, is, <laughs> is my experience with it. 
Um, it also gets to play cards like Thalia's Lancers. Um, yep. I know the Japanese version hasn't played it, uh, Thalia's Lancers, but I really like it in that list. So It's just such a sweet card, especially now that it can grab Planeswalkers. Yeah, yeah. That's a big, big turning point for it now. And now that you have uh, Lyra Dawnbringer, that's going to help out non-blue and black. Is uh, Sorry, control decks a lot, I think. It will, although it's, it's always tough to find enough spots in the uh, the five-drop slot. Or the, or the more than four-drop slot, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to pick up with another one, if it's uh, my turn here. is one that I think... It's certainly a deck in modern, but it was never really a standard deck, is Elves. I don't think that the version of Elves that we see in Frontier is something that quite has a comparison. I mean, Legacy Elves, Modern Elves are very different decks than what we see in Frontier. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. We get what? And I think the biggest one of that is where we actually have the... Uh, I, I love the Panharmonicon Elves mm-hmm. list. I just think that's such a cool combination of cards that could only really come together because Frontier draws cards from so many different sets. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what does the modern one... It doesn't play the Shaman of the Pack, does it? Um, I don't believe so. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen Elves much in modern lately, but... I, I have seen versions run Shaman of the Pact. Uh, they tend to be more about... Uh, they they tend to make use of their mana a lot better than Frontier Elves do. Because that's my always my problem with Frontier Elves. They, they have all this mana production. They don't really have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that can certainly and happen. And it, it's also really in there too? What's that? Is who? The 3-4 the, the, the Elf Lord... Is it Dwynlin? I can't Dwynin? I don't think that she's played in anywhere. Really? really? I thought she saw like two or three of in, in Elf decks. Oh, uh, I may be wrong. I have, Like I said, I haven't seen Modern Elves in quite a while. Oh, sorry, not Modern, in, in Frontier, I was saying. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I, I'll see her one to two of her in a list, usually. Probably depends on whether or not you're running Collective Company. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the spot to be with Elves in Frontier is Driven to Despair. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see a better list to use, Driven mm-hmm. to Despair, and I think, yeah, it, it's really the one that uh, that lets elves kind of exist at all right now. I think when they don't have much else to be doing, just refill. I'd say hand. Westvale Abbey is Westvale Abbey is the other thing in elves that I really like. Is that that something you can get an early flip on that and just be very powerful with elves? Definitely. Speaking of which, Westvale Abbey is an awesome card, mm-hmm. and it <laughs> yes. deserves to see play in more formats than just Frontier. I've been playing it since season one, or sorry, season three, when I first started. Loved it in Marty Tokens. Mm-hmm. And probably the difficulty in older formats is there's more of exile removal, there's more land removal. Yeah, yeah, Path to Exile is a hell of a card <laughs> mm-hmm. to sacrifice five your dudes for. <laughs> well, so is Ghost Quarter. Mm-hmm. And now you have uh, Field of Ruin and other cards like that you have to worry about. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, back to you, Ryan, if you've got another few lists. Well, you know, of course, you have to kind of talk a little bit about Aetherworks Marvel, I think, even though you probably had a discussion on banned cards before. But, I mean, that's like that one god of Frontier like two weeks ago. <laughs> yes, it did. Well, I so mean, that's that, kind of a. That also see, saw play in standard, right? Yeah, but now you can't play it anymore. That's what I'm saying. It's only playable. In <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So yeah, that's kind of a a sister conversation. Is hey, Frontier's the only place you can play any cards that are banned in other formats. Yeah. It's the only place you can play Dig Through Time, even though they'd be happy to be playing it in other formats if they could. Mm-hmm. And Copter. 
Well, McCaptor mm -hmm. is probably only going to be in Frontier, I think. I don't know if it's going to be strong enough for Modern. I think it's a matter of time. Yeah. It's seen a little bit of Modern play already. Not a lot. Um, but I, I think it's a matter of time before Copter makes its modern debut. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember people being a little too excited about it, playing it in like fairies and some other things, and then probably died down. But I'm sure it'll find a bit of a home. Mm -hmm. But I think it still Copter's... sees occasional play in fairies. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if fairies is a great deck right now. That's fair. Yeah, fairies is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the savior that's going to bring fairies into tier one. No, it's Maybe true. Maybe Merfolk? I've heard people play it in Merfolk too, but I, I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Hey, uh, Ryan, how do you pronounce the fish, by the way? Which one? Merfolk. You know, like Merfolk. a normal person. Merfolk. <laughs> yeah, Merfolk. Mer. No, 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 no. Fink. Like a normal person. Not with a U. It's got an E, not a U. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's let's keep going on that. Um, I, I think that's a great one. I might even say along with that. Since, since I just mentioned Dig Through Dime, I feel like Control, like a real tap out, or not not tap out, a real, um, what's it called? Reactive. Land Go Control. Yeah, Reactive Control, Land Go Control, wasn't really a standard deck, and it became a Frontier deck just because of putting pieces together from different formats. Mm -hmm. And spe yeah. speaking of Control, you got Languish only shows up in Frontier, really. That's true. Although that, again, that certainly did it in standard. That was a that was a house. All right, Matt, what else you got for us? So the next one I want to talk about is black green scales. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think it's actually starting to creep into modern just a little bit, like on the fringes. Uh, but I don't think it's did. yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's like a a mainstay yet. So I'm I'm sneaking it in under the wire. Yeah, I don't um, know why we keep talking about modern this episode, but what happened to that uh, that like robots list, the one with Hangerback and Ballista? That was a fun deck. Yeah, I don't think it was ever good enough for <laughs> like for real tier play. I think it was very all in on uh, um, shoot the plus one plus one counters uh, construct, dude. Is that Overseer Steel Overseer? Oh, you're thinking oh. of a completely different list than I am. I am I? I might not be. I might not be. That's a yeah. That's a modern list, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking of uh, Tony Cameron's uh, construct oh, oh, oh. tribal Coco. Uh -huh. Oh, I'm still trying to make that list, but that that list actually existed in modern <laughs> as something actually good. Okay, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but as for uh, black green scales, though, um, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it has like a true. Um, I don't think it's found its footing in modern just yet as much as it's starting to show up a little bit. Um, so it's really cool to be able to play things like Nissa voice of Zendikar, which I think is super underplayed just mm -hmm. across all formats, three mana mm -hmm. planeswalker. Uh, all of her abilities are relevant, uh, upticks to four right away, you know, like, yeah, dodges bolt and somehow isn't seeing play. Yeah. So it, it comes down on turn. It's one of the, one of the really potent turn twos too, if you can get it off like an elvish mystic or something. Um, especially in Frontier, where I think it's it's probably up there almost at, like, Thalia levels for how do I deal with this if someone lands it on turn two, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's one of the most powerful turn two plays, I'd say. And it's on color, which is always nice. And does Hangerback Walker see a lot of play in Modern? No, right? I don't think it does. I noticed that... So, yeah, it's a great... Let's get, the price has been going up a little bit recently, so... I'm guessing somebody's hmm. playing around with it. All right, we'll have to watch on that one. 
Yeah, it's always a great card. Always been super strong, especially when you can turn it into a 5-5 five, five for, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, what do you guys else have for me? Uh, I think you've named a lot of the ones that I really wanted to talk about. But there, there are a lot of great decks in Frontier. There's uh, Starfield. Starfield of Nyx. Starfield of Nyx is such a beating. Um, we've talked about that a couple times, I think, yeah. in the show. Kind of as a, like, oh, one day that'll have a card in it that'll make it work. But right it's now, really close, but it just yet. loses to... Everything. Yeah, it loses to <laughs> counter spells. It loses to aggro lists. It just kind of gets awkward there. Like, there's some things I really want to make work on it because there's some cool interactions, but... How about Zatalpa, Primal Dawn? Uh, is she see, is he, he he or she seeing any play? Um, at the God so of that, Frontier which... tournament, there was I believe four or five people. Oh, on oh, the, Soul oh, the um, deck. yes, the Soul Flare deck. And that actually oh, yeah, was so... really good. Like it made top eight of like two or three trials before that. It did. We brought that one up. So that that's the eight drop dinosaur that's flying, double strike, vigilance, trample, indestructible. Mm-hmm. But it's seeing play alongside Soul Flare, who exiles cards from your graveyard to delve and then gets any creature abilities that were on the exiled creatures so it becomes a 4-4 flying double strike vigilance trample indestructible whatever other keywords you can pick up somewhere else like lifelink or haste or something Mm -hmm. and then it does that for two mana so that can be quite powerful yeah as long as there's no graveyard hate that deck could continue to do really (laughs) well i think hmm so i guess we need more graveyard hate or we just need to be trying that deck out. Although, how is it into uh, a Tarka Red? Because we've been seeing a lot of that lately. Yeah, I didn't see that matchup. Uh, you know, if they get everything out as quickly as possible, and, you know, they have their lifelinker, you know, on, what, turn four, I believe, then they just gain 16 life every turn. Or, <laughs> or eight life every turn, and then... So. Yeah, and however much on the way back. Yeah, that's that's powerful. Man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm already really happy to have you on the show. You're bringing all these fun things that are people are really trying them out. People are really doing successful. Normally, when I play, oh man, I'm going to play assault formation. Nobody takes that seriously, mm-hmm. but uh, you're seeing it on the floor. You're seeing it work. It's some great stuff. I mean, if you look at cards that aren't showing up in the tournaments, there's a, a lot more that people are testing out with, but it just hasn't found any success mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, but this is something that has seen some success. Yeah. And I, I didn't even think of it, so uh, that's a good one. All right, Matt, you got one or two more? That's it. I'm topped out. <laughs> well, I have hmm. been working with uh, Swordtooth. I know a couple other people were working with Wayward Swordtooth as well. That hasn't seen any play in Standard yet, but it has seen a little bit of play in Frontier. Yeah, somehow that's been hiding out. It uh, didn't quite get there in Standard, but I think that's a, such a powerful card. It should see play somewhere. And He's playing Modern. Yeah, Modern hmm. made a similar a deck to mine, I believe. With the... oh, it's, it's a completely different deck. It's running... Uh... But they're ramming up excavators, right? Yeah, but it, it's it's built on the the enchantment, right? The black enchantment. It's a two-drop. Uh, makes your creatures cost one less, but gives them minus yeah, one. Yeah, it's heartless. heartless. Oh, heartless summoning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it plays like the same combo. It's just like, hey, land, 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 land. Oh, I, I remember one more thing that I did want to mention is that some of the hate cards that we saw available in, in Standard didn't really see any play, but they're a little bit more powerful in Frontier. Mm-hmm. Something like a... Uh, a what is the, the red one? Uh, <coughs> the Shattered uh, Mentor. Damage, no? 
Oh, what is the ment- uh, harsh mentor? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, when you can punish fetch lands, that that makes it much more powerful. Um, some of the the hate lands, field of ruins, seem a little more more powerful. You know, there's some things like that that uh, get a little bit more use because of the nature of frontier, the nature of fetch lands, and that don't quite make it to modern. This I would love to see more harsh mentor play. Mm-hmm. I think harsh mentor is just a sweet card. It is. There's some decks that really get punished hard by it. Uh, it's great into any kind of vehicles, which you don't think about right away. Um, obviously, Fetchlands is a big one. Jace. Yeah, Jace. Um, clues. You know, it, it just hits some some decks that are trying to race you very hard. Mm-hmm. As well as hitting, As well as hitting the control decks. Yeah, and Belly still can't really do much at all against it. Mm-hmm. I once uh, played a deck. It was a Mardu deck that was running four Harsh Mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a sing- and it was versus scales, and I had a single har- harsh mentor. Um, <laughs> I just kept bringing him back over and over again with like Lily Ooh. and Call of God's command and stuff. I- but I had this guy deal like nineteen damage to my opponent as he he kept desperately trying to deal with it with his ballista. Hmm. Oh, I've got that story. I- I've kind of got that story too. You know, I was against a control deck, played harsh mentor on two. He took the shock from from playing a fetch to be able to kill it on his turn. And then I claimed to famed it back and swung into him for four and then had it back on the board again. Brutal. Yeah. It's a really sweet card to pair with Claim to Fame, actually, because it's one of those cards that they're going to just kill it as much as they can, right? They want it to die over and over and over again because usually mm-hmm. it's scary for them, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, we're getting too close here. I, I promised I would hold you off from talking about Grixis uh, spells at all today. Yeah, I know. I, I, I didn't bring it up because I knew. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's kind of move towards the end of our show here. Do you guys have any current events, anything interesting going on with you? Um, well, there's a God of Frontier trial coming up on uh, May 20th at Hallelujah. Ooh, May. So we should get okay, some... Okay, May 20th. Yeah, we should get some more spicy lists from that, hopefully. Um, other than that, I think... There's not any other Frontier events going on this month. A lot of it is Dominaire and PPTQs, so we probably have to wait until June to get some more big events. Makes sense. How about with you, Matt? Anything new in your life? Nothing. I'm a boring old man. Just <laughs> just working. Like I'm, I'm still at the new at this job, so yeah. um, kind of learning and, and uh, just, you know, building my rapport with the team and you know, enjoying that honeymoon phase of a new new career kind of thing. So, oh, good. Yeah. Uh, nothing too much with me either. I'm gonna be getting to play some Frontier in person tomorrow night, which is always fun. Just have some friends showing up to my uh, LGS with decks. So, whoa! I'm gonna be you breaking out uh, me. <laughs> I'm be breaking out my mono white humans with some upgrades. Nice. You gonna play that Benelis Marshall right on? <laughs> Were you gonna be playing the Benelis yeah. Marshall in that? Yeah, Benelish Marshall playing Charge, playing uh, the new... I really like the um, the 2-1... Oh, what is his name? The guy that gives somebody else indestructible. So you, you play like a one-drop, uh, and then you play Kithian yeah, and, yeah. and the Bodyguard. <laughs> and there's just no way for them to kill Kithian, and they're in so much trouble. It's a great start. <laughs> oh, yeah, one more thing I wanted to talk about. So I have been to the last two events at Hallelujah and... Uh, mm-hmm. Well, we had a uh, golden week last week, it was called. Everyone was on vacation. Right, everyone, everyone was, was out off. of town. So they weren't too big, but the people I did see there were all like new faces. So there's a lot of new bodies, new people playing the game. Um, there was also a vintage Frontier Pauper tournament that attracted 30 people. 
So we had, oh, that's exciting. So we had yeah, I, think I that, heard you talking a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, so people that never played Frontier before were trying it out, and you know, it seems like they had some spicy lists, but it also seemed like they were enjoying it. So lots of stuff awesome. happening. That's great to hear. All right, well, we'll have to uh, we'll talk a little bit among ourselves about what we want to do for our next cast next week. But this is great having you on the show, Ryan. Um, we're looking forward to doing a lot more of this. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, that brings us towards the end of our show. Just want to shout out some contact information. You guys can find us at mtgfrontier.net, which is our new website. There's been some great articles posted on there lately if you guys want to check us out. Also, make sure to hit us at mtgfrontier on, Inst- uh, on Twitter, mtg underscore frontier on Instagram, and we've got our Reddit, mtg final frontier. Plus, you can find our Discord from there. Uh, make sure also to check out Ryan's site, which is... The www.thejapanhobbyist.com yeah, and you can also find that, I believe, linked through our mtgfrontier.net site. Yeah, and if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, uh, you can tweet at Yoshwanky. Matt, I think you have a Twitter as well. I do. That's SciTurkey1. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we always love to hear some tweets. Um, any, if you reach us to any of us individually or to our MTG Frontier one, we uh, you know, like to have some contact, give us ideas what to talk about, or just, you know, we post memes, and that's always fun. <clears throat> All right, but guys, for uh, everyone out there, we look forward to being your go-to source for frontier information online. Your final frontier will be signing off. Bye.